0: Hello, this is Ulrich Bonnefeld speaking on Authentic Voice. I'm Real.TV, and today I have a wonderful guest, Gary Rinal, the best-selling author of uh, such an amazing book. It, 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 it was mind-blowing when it came to me 10 years ago. Disappearance of the Universe and the other books Your Immortal reality, love has forgotten no one, and newly released the lifetimes when Jesus and Buddha knew each other. This I'm reading today, and it helped me a lot because there was on my spiritual growing a moment when I thought, oh, I love Buddha, but I love Jesus. What to do now? <laughs> I was in the fight, which one, which way can I go? So to to read and to see that they are together on their path of awakening, it helped a lot. So uh, Gary, I want to start when in your life, this moment of call, you write, came in your life, uh, which leaded you to uh, an extreme uh, experience when two masters arrived in your life.
1: Well, uh uh, first of all Ulrich it's really good to be with you and to see you again uh I always love coming uh to Germany and to Europe in fact uh it looks like I'm going to be coming back on October 30th and 31st uh to Augsburg to do workshops I'm excited about that and it's been a, a real uh process for me uh, I was introduced to a Course in Miracles, as you know, in a very unconventional way, yes. in a very different kind of a way at the end of uh, 1992. So, you know, it's getting close to uh, 30 years now that I've been doing the course. And it really is a process and it never stops. You know, as long as you appear to be here, you know, as long as you appear to be in the body, you will uh, continue to progress. And uh, you may even reach enlightenment without realizing it uh, because uh, as the Course says, enlightenment is a recognition. It's not uh, a change at all. You know, things don't look any different, but uh, you feel differently about everything. You know, it's uh, like you recognize that what you're seeing is not true. It's a dream and uh, its content is not true. So I guess the big difference between uh, people like Jesus and Buddha and most people is that they were not uh, taken in by appearances. You know, uh, they they saw all the uh, same things that we see, but without believing in them. So they actually became like the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Course says that the Holy Spirit recognizes our illusions without believing in them. And so uh, eventually Jesus and Buddha did not believe in appearances and they were not taken in by appearances. I remember uh, I was out walking the other day and uh, I'm in Hollywood and I was looking up on the top of the hill and there's this gigantic house on the top of the hill, beautiful place all white and everything. And I remember I used to envy whoever lived there. I thought, wow, wouldn't that be great, you know, to live there. And the other day I looked at it, now it's the same house. You know, it hasn't changed any, but I have. And I looked at the house and I thought, that's not a real house. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a real house. And here I am thinking, oh, how great it would be to live there and everything. And that's a good example of getting sucked into the dream and making it real. And, you know, we kind of like have to be vigilant for that. Like, of course, Miracle says, be vigilant only for God and his kingdom. And that's not always easy because the ego is very clever. You know, and the ego has come up with a thousand different ways uh, to convince us that this is us and that we are a body and that we're a real person who lives in a real world, in a real house, uh, with real problems that we really got to fix. And uh, the whole thing is a slippery slope, you know, so it's very easy to get sucked in. And uh, every time and then I will uh, catch myself thinking like that and making it real. And uh, that's as soon as I remember the truth, you know, the instant that I remember the truth, I feel different, and I feel more peaceful, and I feel more uh, connected to what I really am, which is this uh, perfect spirit. Which uh, kind of like brings up, you know, something that I've been uh, really emphasizing lately, and that is how big a teaching, you know, Course in Miracles is uh, the magnitude of it. And my teachers have been kind of like, you know, slowly but surely drilling this into me over the years uh, how enormous a teaching this is and how big we are, how, how big what we really are is. Because what you really are is something that is bigger than the universe to time and space. You know, it's uh, something that can't even be contained by the universe of time and space. Uh, is bigger than that, and when you think about it, the whole universe of time and space is a projection that is coming from you, and if it's uh, coming from you, then it can't be bigger than you, you know, so uh, everything that you see, it's kind of like taking place within your space, within uh, this projection, and you don't think of it that way because you can't see the projector, you know, the projector is hidden from you, it's unconscious, You know, if we were aware of it, then it wouldn't be unconscious. Mm. But uh, we're not aware of it, which makes it unconscious by uh, definition. So you have to be vigilant and not get sucked in by the images that you are seeing. I think as the years uh, go along, you start to realize that the people that you're seeing are just that. They are images. Uh, They're not real people. You know, sometimes I hate to say that because people look at me like I'm crazy, but uh, the truth is, and if you believe uh, A Course of Miracles like I do, then the Course is very clear that uh, what we are seeing are, are images that are thoughts. Uh, one of the workbook lessons says, my thoughts are images that I have made. And it keeps progressing. And then at the very end of the text, It says the images you make uh, cannot prevail against what God himself would have you be. Now, along the way, you learn that the way that you view things and the way that you think about things will actually determine how you feel about yourself and what you think about yourself. Uh, The way the Course puts it is, as you see him, you will see yourself. So... If you go you know, through life thinking that uh, these other bodies that you're seeing are real people and real bodies, then you will believe that you are a real person and that you are a real body. And that's exactly what the ego wants. Uh, just like the Course says at, at the same ending, you know, it says, uh, temptation has one lesson it would teach in all its forms, wherever it occurs. It would persuade the Holy Son of God. He is a body, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the ego's uh, number one game plan: is to convince you that this is you, because if this is you, then the whole thing is real, and the ego thought system is real, and it will survive uh, as long as you believe in it. And not only that, but it will affect you as long as you believe in it. Uh, if you invest your belief in the world, then it will affect you and it will be able to hurt you. But let's say that you took that belief back uh, from the world and put that belief where it belongs, which is with God in his kingdom. Well, if you do that, then eventually that is what will affect you because it's what you believe in that affects you. You know, the power of belief and the power of the mind is amazing. And whatever you invest your belief in, that is what will affect you, which is why uh, Jesus says in the course, uh, he says the poor are merely those who have invested wrongly. And they are poor indeed because they have invested their belief in something that is unbelievable.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: because this world is unbelievable.
0: Uh, Gary, what I, what I uh, see in, in, in these times, uh, we think there's a lot of spiritual work outside and a lot of people see themselves as light workers and so on. But more and more I see that they bring in spirit in human size. They, they make spirit belittle uh, and, and very little and, and the soul being and spirit is all in, in duality and in human uh, uh, perspective, so um, this is also, I think, a way of the ego to to keep you in the game, to keep you in the uh, in the play, uh, um, and to let you think you are uh, great, but you are playing in the hamster wheel uh, daily and. Uh, so the, the question for me was how to come and uh, to come out, where is the exit?
1: Yeah, I think that
0: <clears throat>
1: what you're describing is uh, true. And that's kind of like uh, the first step on the ladder. You know, it's like a ladder to enlightenment. And there are several steps. And most of the spiritual teachers who you're describing are on that first step where they're still uh, making it real. And they do make uh, A Course in Miracles into a very little teaching. And what I'm trying to get them to understand is that it's not a little teaching, that it's a huge uh, teaching. And uh, the way to do that is to look at things differently, which is what the whole forgiveness process of the Course uh, is about. Uh, at first, you know, people, even uh, the word love, you know, uh, when they hear love in A Course of Miracles, they'll think of human love. You know, they'll think of their love, but their love is actually what the Course would call special love. Now, uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, special love and there's nothing wrong with having special relationships. In fact, uh, you're not gonna get away from them. You know, you are born with special relationships. You know, so there'll always be special relationships, but uh, through forgiveness, you can transform Those special relationships into holy relationships. Uh, The Course says that the forgiven relationship is the holy relationship. But this kind of forgiveness has a couple of uh, components to it that end up thinking really big. Uh, The first step is well, you know, you find yourself getting a little upset or annoyed or just making it real. You got to stop yourself because that's the ego. You know, the ego wants you to make it real. And if you're getting upset, well, it's got to be the ego because the Holy Spirit isn't gonna make you upset. So uh, what you gotta do is stop yourself. You're gonna notice that you're thinking with the ego. And if you do that, then you can take the second step which is to switch to the right teacher. You know, that's what the course we call uh, the holy instant. You know, that instant where you choose the right teacher the Holy Spirit instead of the wrong teacher which is the ego and the holy spirit will give you uh, whatever right-minded ideas are best for you because even though the truth is simple because the truth is the same uh, for everybody most people don't recognize that because they're trying to find their truth but there's only one truth and the truth is god and god is perfect oneness and uh you know like the course says we say god is and then we cease to speak And uh, the thing is, if you're listening to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will say things to you in your mind like, look, uh, the reason that you were upset was because you were making it real. Uh, How how do I know that? Because if you weren't making it real, you wouldn't be upset. You know, so now you got to remember, oh, okay, I'm going to forgive this situation or person or event, and it doesn't matter how big or small. It is. It could be a a common cold, Uh, it could be the uh, coronavirus, it could be something that appears to be very small or very big, that doesn't matter because it's all equally untrue. And then if you can actually forgive it, not because it's really happening, but because it's not happening, because we're making up what we're seeing. So we're forgiving our brother, uh, not because he really did something, but because he didn't really do anything because we made them up. It's an image that we have made. And if we can think that way, then we can take the very big step, which uh, my teachers aren't in person in the books. Uh, they call it spiritual sight. Uh, of course in miracles sometimes refers to it as vision. You know, the vision of the son of God. And this is where you got to think big. This is where you got to think outside of the box. What you do is you overlook the body that you are forgiving. Uh, You don't dwell on what it is that you are forgiving. Uh, You overlook the body. You overlook the madness. You overlook the craziness that that person may be exhibiting. And you think of that person not as being a person or a body. You overlook that part and you think of them as being what they really are and where they really are. And since uh, they never really left heaven, which is the principle of the atonement, that the separation never occurred, since they uh, never really left heaven, then you want to think of that person as being uh, exactly the same as God. You know, God doesn't do different. God does uh, perfect oneness. You know, so that uh, person that you're forgiving is not a person. That person is exactly the same as God. And if it's true, what the Course says, and I think it is true, it says, as you see him, you will see yourself, then if you can apply that equally to everybody, despite uh, the appearances, you know, despite the circumstances, and if it's true that as you see him, you will see yourself, and eventually that is how you will come to feel about yourself and experience yourself and identify Uh, yourself, you will uh, not only change the way that you feel, you'll even change your own identity as you will see it and believe that it is. Uh, The Course says about the Holy Spirit, it says everywhere he looks, he sees himself. Hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit overlooks all appearances and sees innocence everywhere, without exception. And I grant it, uh, that's not easy because uh, people will call out for love in some very, you know, strange ways, like shooting 20 people. And it's not easy to overlook that and to not make it real. And yet it's the truth. And there's an irony here because you can still uh, behave effectively in the world. You know, you can still do things uh, in the world, but you can think with the Holy Spirit at the same time. So ultimately... Uh, it's not about changing the world it's about changing the way that you're looking at the world it's about changing your mind about the world and getting above the battleground where the holy spirit is and seeing things the way that the holy spirit sees them instead of the way that humans see them and if you think uh often enough and long enough with the holy spirit then maybe someday down the line when you're getting up the ladder up near the top of the latter, you may realize that you are the Holy Spirit and that there's not really any difference between you and the Holy Spirit because spirit is your reality. Uh, but in a course in miracles, spirit is not a partial thing. It says uh, spirit is not a partial attribute. It's not part of it. It's all of it. So real spirit is perfect oneness. You know, perfect oneness with God. It has no separate parts. You know, it's all the same, and so are you. You are one with God. And you may even start to experience that as you go along. You may find that your body starts to get lighter. You know, maybe it'll start to feel more like the figure in a dream that it really is, you know, instead of this thing that you have to carry around. You know, maybe it'll be more difficult to hurt it. Uh, Maybe you'll start to feel less pain. Uh, The time will come toward the uh, very end when you won't feel any physical pain, because as the Course puts it, uh, the guiltless mind uh, cannot suffer. Because every time you do this uh, kind of forgiveness that I'm talking about, the Holy Spirit is healing the unconscious mind that you cannot see. You know, we didn't know before A Course in Miracles that it was guilt, that it was the cause of our pain and our suffering. You know, we wouldn't have a clue about that. And we still wouldn't. If it wasn't explained to us, you know, in the course uh, by Jesus, but you know, as she said, you know, of all the causes of your pain and suffering that you thought of your guilt was not among them. Because we didn't even know about it. But once you know about it and forgive well, the Holy Spirit is healing that and you start to feel differently and it becomes very difficult for you to suffer.
0: the the issue of guilt it's it's played on if we look in the world now in these times of uh global change or global awakening or great reset whatever you want to call it it's uh played on uh, the ground is guilt it's you are guilty for the climate you are guilty for this and that Uh, it's all uh the other day i i read a line it, it said the Christian church uh, builded up guilt as a virtue. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it turned around the, the, the meaning uh, totally from head to feet or uh, uh, totally opposite. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, uh, what Christianity did was they made up a religion based on guilt. Uh, and it was based on the idea of Jesus suffering and sacrificing himself on the cross for our supposed uh, sins, even though we hadn't even been born yet, I've never been able to quite figure that one. But it's like uh, Jesus did not suffer on the cross, which kind of like undoes the whole premise of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the guiltless mind uh, cannot suffer and Jesus was enlightened, which he was, uh, by definition, there would be no guilt left in his mind. His mind would have been completely healed by the Holy Spirit. And with no guilt, there is no suffering. Uh, you know, there's an trifle, ap- uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, gospel. You know, the gospels that were dug up in uh, Nag Hammadi in 1947 that include gospels like the gospel of Thomas, the gospel of Philip, uh, the gospel of Mary Magdalene. There's also a gospel of Peter. Uh, you know, gospel of uh, St. Peter, which is not the same as the book of Mark, you know, a lot of people think that the book of Mark was uh, Mark kind of like quoting recollections of St. Peter, which can't be true because the truth is Peter never even uh, met Jesus. Uh, He came afterwards. But uh, if you look in that particular gospel that was out before the uh, Christian gospels, if you look at uh, number 10, it talks about Jesus Uh, being crucified in between uh, these two uh, people who had committed crimes. And it actually says in that gospel that he did not appear to have any pain. You know, he did not appear to suffer. You know, so uh, that idea which you find really explained in A Course in Miracles was there right from the beginning. There were people who were there who recognized that Jesus did not suffer on the cross but they built a religion out of it, uh, which said that he did suffer. And the whole idea behind the Course of Miracles is the end of suffering and the end of sacrifice, which is you know a similar idea to what Buddha had because Buddha was all about the end of, of suffering. He realized that uh, we suffered because we desire things in the world. And if you're desiring something, of course, uh, you're making it real. And so his approach was different than A Course in Miracles, but it was about the end of uh, suffering. The way that the Course alleviates suffering is through forgiveness, through this forgiveness process where uh, you're actually undoing the false you, the ego. And the more you undo it, the more you experience the real you. And you don't have to do anything about the real you. Yeah. Yeah. you know, the real you is already perfect. You know, The real you is already exactly the same as God. So the approach of the Course is not to teach you the meaning of love, as it says, it says it's to undo all the barriers and the blocks that you have put in between yourself and your experience of your reality, which is this perfect spirit. And uh, we will all experience that as we go along. Uh, It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. I think uh, the real question for people Is how long do they want to prolong their suffering? You know, because it is possible uh, to get out of here. There is a way out. You know, the Course actually offers us a solution to the problem. Anybody can describe the problem. Uh, Not that they describe the problem as well as the Course does, because to the Course, the real problem is separation. Mm -hmm. And most people don't think of it that way. But the way I should put it is anybody can uh, describe a problem, but they don't give you a solution, not a real solution. And of course, In Miracles does give you a solution. It gives you a way to undo the ego, which eventually would result in awakening, which is enlightenment. And once you're there and you uh, gently lay the body aside, as the course puts it, Mm -hmm. then you are at home in God. And you don't ever come back here. You know, I I know a lot of people like the uh, romantic idea of, you know, coming back here as a bodhisattva and, you know, saving everybody. But that's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. (laughs) You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to keep coming back here. Uh, The Holy Spirit wants you to go home. You know, the Holy Spirit, you know, if everybody uh, kept uh, coming back to save the world, then nobody would ever go home. So, uh, you know, what you want to do is you want to go home to God, that's what the Holy Spirit wants for you. And the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, already has a plan in action that will result in everybody waking up. Uh, If you look in A Course in Miracles, like in workbook lesson number 169, it describes how the Holy Spirit looked back from the end of time and saw everything. That time held and devised a plan where everybody would awaken. Now, in the illusion of time, that's gonna appear to take a long time. But you don't have to wait a long time. You know, if you're learning about things like A Course in Miracles and Forgiveness, I would say that that's uh, pretty strong evidence that this is your time. Or else you wouldn't be doing it. You know, because the ego doesn't want you to do this. You know, the ego uh, wants you to make it real and to stick around here as long as possible. The ego wants to keep its game going. You know, and uh, the number one game plan, once again, is for you to make it real, which makes the whole thing real. And the Holy Spirit is telling you just the opposite, saying, no, it's not real. You made it up. And I think it's very interesting that even uh, the physicists and and the scientists nowadays are, are, you know, Giving all these ideas like uh, the world is a simulation and that it's not true. And of course quantum physicists have been saying a lot longer That this can't be true. You know that the only reason that this appears to exist is because of Duality where you have a subject and an object Which is the old Newtonian physics But once you get down to uh, quantum uh, Mechanics, then you realize that there really isn't any such thing as separation Not even in the illusion, there's no such thing as separation. And the Course is taking that to its logical extreme, which is that uh, there has never been any kind of separation and that the only reality is perfect oneness. And there have even been other uh, religions like Buddhism and Hinduism that have recognized that there is a constant reality. And of course, the articles does echo that. It says that whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Change. So there is a changeless reality, there is a constant reality, but the Course recognizes that as God, where uh, I don't think Buddhism really recognized that, although Buddha certainly understood that there was a changeless reality. In uh, Hinduism, which I believe began with one God but then developed many different gods, well, it's kind of hard to undo the idea of separation from god unless you're focusing on one, one real god because uh, when you have a bunch of different gods uh, it tends to scatter things and i'm not putting down their religion i'm just pointing out that i think that the ultimate answer is perfect oneness in which there are no different parts in which there are no moving parts where it's just that constant reality and the reason that people stick with things like A Course in Miracles and stick with that idea of perfect oneness is because it's actually possible to experience it, you know, even while you appear to be here. You know, I love this part in in the Course, in the middle of the workbook, uh, where Jesus is talking about all these difficult questions that we have that seem impossible to answer. You know, like, how did the impossible occur? How did the separation occur? You know, and here's the Course saying, well, it never occurred. That's the principle of the Atonement. And then we're saying, well, yeah, I know, but how did this happen? And the Course is saying, well, it didn't happen. And we're saying, yeah, I know, but how did it happen? And uh, you know, it's kind of circular. And then Jesus says something very interesting there in the middle of the workbook. He says, there is no answer, only an experience. See only this and do not let theology delay you. And what he's saying there is that the real answer You know, the real answer to our most difficult questions uh, is going to come to us not in the form of words, but in the form of an experience, an experience of what you really are and where you really are. You can actually experience your perfect oneness with God, even while you appear to be here. And yeah, maybe it'll only last for a second or two, but that's all you need because it's so much more real than this is. You know, it's like the difference between being awake and being asleep. You know, it's such a sharp uh, contrast that you recognize that perfect oneness has to be reality. And that this is not reality because that reality blows away anything that this world has to offer. So uh, when you have that experience, then you say, okay, give me more of that because that must be the truth. And not only that, it's so great that you want more of it. You know, and I don't want to get into, uh, you, know, you know, too graphic a detail, but it's also a very sexual experience. Uh, the Course describes your relationship with God as intensely personal. And it says that it involves the kinds of feelings that are sometimes uh, sought in physical relationships. But physical closeness uh, cannot achieve it. You know, a true union is only possible at the level of the mind. You know, so this union that I'm talking about with God takes place at the level of the mind. Uh, the body itself uh, cannot be saved. Uh, the body itself uh, cannot be resurrected. But the mind can be. The Course says that the mind is the only thing that can be saved. And forgiveness is the way to save it. So I always tell people right up front, look, if you're not doing forgiveness, you're not doing A Course in Miracles. You know, you might get uh, sidetracked by the metaphysics of the course, which are fascinating. And ego will get you to, you know, to not see the forest through the trees. You know, you got to see the big picture in order to understand uh, the course. If you start nitpicking sentences and and, uh, nitpicking paragraphs, you're not going to see it. But if you see the big picture, then you'll start to get in touch with what the course is really saying.
0: And you mentioned uh, it's all an experience. So uh, when, when your experience change, uh, something in your reality changing. Uh, so for me, it was an, a moment when I decided to, to uh, jump on this broadcast and I was struggling with the idea and, and so on. And then I said, okay, I choose it. I will do it because I was forced from my inner voice Uh, uh, my feeling in my knowing it was Maria Magdalene uh, Ulrich, go out and speak go out and speak I said no I don't I I don't want I don't can Uh, uh, pictures horrible pictures coming up in my mind cutting up the the tongue things like this and I said oh no 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 Uh, but I felt I have to do then in this moment I was sitting there and asked for a name and there was really an Experience of of energy coming down on me, uh, and I was sitting there. It felt for hours. It was minutes, and the name came. I am real, and it was whoa. Something not not couldn't understand with the mind, but felt uh, really true. And it was I am is real, and and not the reality you think is something like this, but it was more a strong feeling.
1: Well, uh, that's a great example of a spiritual experience. And it's also a good example of guidance, you know, because you felt guided to do this. Uh, I mentioned earlier that you can still do things in the world and you can still be effective in the world. Uh, the best way to do that is to be guided by the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit can see everything. You know, we can't see everything, we just see a little piece of the puzzle. And yet we still believe that we know what's best for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, The truth is we don't know what's best for us, but the Holy Spirit does because the Holy Spirit can see everything and we just see a little uh, piece of the puzzle. And the Holy Spirit will guide you to not only what is best for you, but what is best for everybody. Now, I didn't like that idea at first because I wanted what was best for me. I thought I knew what I wanted and I wanted it now. You know, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit is like, oh, no, no, that's not uh, what's best for you. This is what's best for you. And I got led in, into a totally different direction than what I expected. You know, I never expected to leave uh, the East Coast of the United States. And here I am living on the West Coast of the United States with this beautiful woman and, and uh, having all these great experiences and, and meeting all these wonderful people. And, and uh, I never could have seen that. Uh, coming. It's like all these good things that happened as a result of me being willing uh, to listen to the Holy Spirit. And that's the key. Just like the Course says, all are called. Everybody has access uh, to the Holy Spirit. You know, anybody watching this has just as much access to the Holy Spirit as we do. But they have to be willing to listen, you know, instead of, oh, I know what's best. You know, I, I know what's best for me. I think you have to be willing to listen a little bit more closely and uh, watch for the signs because sometimes the Holy Spirit will show up to you, uh, usually as ideas that come into your mind, but sometimes in other ways, like intuition, you know, a feeling, uh, you see something that clicks for you and it's like, oh yeah, that means something, that's, that's like a symbol. And it's kind of like the Holy Spirit is throwing you little breadcrumbs to follow and uh, you start to follow and then you realize that they're leading you in a pretty good direction. So, uh, you know, ultimately, this can end up being uh, a win-win situation where you're going home to God, which is the main thing, but there are what the course calls, uh, you know, the echoes of God's love. Uh, If you look in the song of prayer section, it talks about the overtones, uh, the harmonics, you know, these are like, uh, you know, gifts that are being given to you by the Holy Spirit as a result of you putting God first as a result of you putting spirit first, uh, there's a lot irony there. And the irony is that you can actually end up doing better in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's just a dream. You, you can end up having a happier dream. You can end up uh, having things happen in a good way that never would have happened if you weren't listening to the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, it's funny that uh, the, the name for the podcast Authentic Voice also came in a, in a, in a moment in, in the forest and uh, uh it was like authentic voice uh, is your name and you have nothing to do just to speak the truth this is nothing else <laughs> so and but speaking with uh, uh, i had david hoffmeister here on on the last week and yeah, speaking... i don't think there's no, there's no getting
1: away from david i know huh? I'm joking. There's no getting away from uh, David, he's (laughs) everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, then he said it was interesting more and more that authentic voice is not what I'm speaking, but is more and more what I'm listening to. And he's right. And uh, uh, I felt, yes, the the first moment was Mm -hmm. not that I said something, but listen to this inner voice, which gave me the name. Yes. Yeah.
1: So how, was
0: it, how was it? to you when you, uh, uh, to you came this uh, information or these these ascended masters and and uh, how was it to you to, uh, yeah, how to say it? it it's it, receiving these voices or, or be be in 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 trust with these voices.
1: And by the way, I just want to mention, David and I are friends. Uh, you know, we just joke about each other. Uh, uh, as far as the Ascendant Masters are concerned, it took me uh, quite a while to realize what they really are. Because at first, you know, to me, they showed up and they looked like people. And I, I thought they were real people. And I didn't know anything about what they were going to teach me. And it took me years to realize that what they really are, aren't in person they are the Holy Spirit appearing as art and in person. You know, just like the, the Holy Spirit may show up as a voice in your mind. Well, they just added an extra wrinkle to it and uh, appeared as bodies in order to communicate the Holy Spirit's message. But uh, in reality, art and Persa, who were uh, St. Thomas and St. Thaddeus 2000 years ago, they're out of here. You know. Uh, they've already achieved their enlightenment, which they did uh, in a different lifetime. And they're already at home with God. And they're not coming back. You know, Arden and Persa, Thomas and Thaddeus, uh, they're at home with God. But their image can still be used by the Holy Spirit. And they had me use this uh, quotation at the beginning of the disappearance of the universe, which I didn't even understand at the time that they told me. To use it, it says there are those who have reached God directly, retaining no trace of worldly limits and remembering their own identity perfectly. These might be called the teachers of teachers because although they are no longer visible, their image can yet be called upon and they will appear when and where it is helpful for them to do so. So when I see uh, Arden in person, What I'm really seeing is there are images that are being called upon by the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can use those images to communicate with people. And that's how the books, all four of my books came about. And there is going to be a fifth one. And the reason that they do that, that they keep coming back, is to keep uh, people or help keep people uh, into the forgiveness process until their ego is completely undone. And that is a process. It does take a long time. But let me uh, kind of like qualify that idea of a long time because people think, oh, 20, 30 years, that's a long time. But in the overall scheme of things, that is not a long time. You know, we're talking about undoing what we have mislearned over thousands of lifetimes. And you're talking about undoing all of that in one lifetime, which is possible. And that alone is a miracle that you could undo all that in one lifetime, but it is possible to do that and people have done it. And uh, you know what our new person are saying is, yeah, it, you know, 20, 30 years isn't as long as you think it is. And if you uh, really set your mind to it and if you're really determined and if you really want it, it would be possible for you to awaken in this lifetime. You know, I assumed that I was gonna uh, come, come back for one more lifetime as person. And it turned out in the uh, fourth book, they told me, well, you know, Gary, actually it's not necessary for you to come back and review that lifetime, which is all that we're doing. This is like watching a movie. You know, it's already been filmed. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, it would actually be possible for you to awaken in this lifetime. So that really encouraged me because I realized, hey, you know, if I really set my mind to it and really focus, uh, and if I have a, you know, hopefully, you know, ten or twenty years left to do it, uh, yeah, I can awaken in this lifetime. I can be enlightened in uh, this lifetime, and uh, you know, I don't feel any different today uh, than I did. Actually, I feel better today than I did uh, almost thirty years ago when our person started appearing to me i'm 70 years old now and i don't feel any different than i did back then unless i feel better because my body feels lighter and more difficult to hurt and uh there are little signs that you'll see along the way that tell you that you're making real progress for example let's say uh you you do get upset about something and i'm not saying that you'll never get annoyed I mean, even uh, Ken Wabnik said that he got annoyed once in a while. The difference is, it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of lasting for 30 minutes, maybe it'll last for 30 seconds, and that's a big difference because that's uh, 30 minutes of your life that you spent being peaceful instead of being annoyed. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, the, and you know, I mean, some people stay upset for 30 days. Uh, some people hold a grudge for a lifetime, you know, and now we're talking about a few seconds. So uh, there's a hell of a difference.
0: And it's uh, by the witness or the observer, how you how you manage this, uh, that you be aware of what's happening.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, your mind becomes ready. You know, Rayden was, uh first uh, 50 miracles principles. It talks about a state of miracle readiness. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I'll get up in the morning, right away I put Jesus in charge of my day. You know, I ask him to direct my thoughts and to give me his forgiveness and his peace. And it's kind of like I'm ready. It's like, I'm, it's not that I'm expecting something bad to happen, but in a world of duality, you know that something bad's going to happen. Of course it is. This is a world of duality, which means that you can have both good and bad that's the way it works. So uh, when something bad happens, I'm ready. I already know what I'm gonna do with it ahead of time. I know that no matter what it is, I'm gonna forgive it. And I'm ready to forgive it. And I actually like practicing doing it faster. So if something happens, I forgive it, it's over. In one second, you know, and you can get that fast at forgiveness. You can forgive things in one second. And have it be over with, where it can't affect you, because you're in your right mind. You know, you're thinking with the Holy Spirit instead of the ego, and it leads to two uh, completely different experiences
0: of life. So this sounds uh, forgiveness is a happy moment.
1: Oh well, yeah, it leads to a happy dream. You know, and uh, I think it helps to remember that a Course in Miracles ultimately. Is a happy form of spirituality. You know, it talks about the happy dream. It talks about being a happy learner. Uh, one of the ten uh, characteristics of a teacher of God is joy. You know, this is not the suffering, sacrificial Jesus that we were raised on. No. You know, by Christianity, this is uh, this is the real Jesus. Uh, this is the happy Jesus. You know, who spread joy and love, and uh, you know, it's possible for you. To ultimately, recognize that what you really are is love, just like the Course says, teach only love for that is what you are. But this is a very big kind of love. This is the love of God. You know, it's not the love that you see on uh, Instagram or TikTok. This is uh, the kind of love that you see uh, with God. And uh, it's all-encompassing. Yeah, I love, I love it when the Course says, uh, the opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing which is obviously God, can have no opposite. Mm -hmm. So in heaven, there is no such thing as an opposite. And without opposites, there's no duality. And without duality, there's only perfect oneness. Um, That's why I stress that even though it may not appear at first because of the language, uh, the truth is A Course in Miracles is a purely non-dualistic teaching because ultimately it's saying that of the two uh, seeming worlds, the world of God, in the world of man, only the world of God is true, and nothing else this is true.
0: Is, this Period. is in the beginning, the beginning lines it, it starts with these two lines,
1: yes. And people get uh confused sometimes because uh, there is a lot of metaphor in A Course in Miracles where it appears to be talking about uh, you know, the sonship in the world as being real when it's not. Uh, if you're thinking that the metaphor in the course should be interpreted literally, then you'll be confused. But if you recognize that the duality in the course is metaphor, but the oneness in the course should be taken literally, then it will always make sense all the way through. But I think you have to uh, recognize that.
0: Uh, the, The two lines you remember better than I, it starts with the nothing real can be threatened
1: right says uh, nothing real can be threatened which is your reality perfect spirit nothing unreal exists well that would be anything else (laughs) anything that is not this perfect oneness with god here it lies the peace of god because that involves a choice you know we are being asked uh, to choose again we are being asked to choose the holy spirit uh, choose reality instead of the illusion, instead of the ego. And it's in that choice where you find peace and ultimately healing and eventually awakening. But it's all in that choice. You, know, you gotta choose to see it with the Holy Spirit and think and feel the way that the Holy Spirit would have you think and feel. And uh, in fact, the way that you think uh, is what results in the way that you feel. You know, People wonder why uh, they're depressed or why they're not happy well, look at the way that they've been thinking their whole lives, you know, making separation real, which leads you to a feeling of uh, isolation and scarcity. And in perfect oneness, well, there can't be anything like scarcity in perfect oneness because in perfect oneness, there is everything, you know. So it really is like night and day. It's, it involves a choice and whichever choice you make will determine how you feel about yourself And as I said, even what you believe you are is being determined by every choice that you make in the way to see things.
0: So I will end with a last uh, sentence, uh, not remembering right, but uh, it came now to my mind. It was a saying, uh, the son of God just forgot to laugh. Uh, Is it right?
1: Yeah, it says uh, in English, it says, into eternity, we're all is one. Notice it doesn't say we're all was one. It says we're all is one. Mm. There crept a tiny mad idea at which the Son of God remembered not to laugh. In other words, we forgot to laugh and we took it seriously. And it was in making it real. You know, you could, you know, a lot of the words in the Course, you could put it several different ways and it would all mean the same thing. Uh, but the course is brilliant in the way that it repeats itself because it, it repeats itself a thousand times but it always says it differently and it always says it beautifully you know some people have joked that a course in miracles is uh, six pages repeated a hundred different ways and uh sometimes that's true it's not always true but sometimes uh that's true and in remembering not to laugh or forgetting to laugh which means that we took it seriously which means that we made it real which is why I'm always saying, don't make it real. Uh, it's in that taking it seriously that it affects us, you know. And at the same time, Jesus says in the course that together we have the power to laugh it all away. You know, we can actually laugh like it all away by not taking it seriously.
0: I like this. So, Gary, if someone is inspired to to uh, meet you, uh, you are doing groups. Or you are allowed to travel now or, or you can uh, we can find you on the internet with group uh, classes or work?
1: Yeah uh, I'm always updating my speaking schedule at my website which is simply uh, garyrennard.com. Uh, you go to the appearances page that's always being updated. I put it at Facebook also and uh, we're just getting to the point sometimes I go out by myself to do a workshop sometimes uh, Cindy comes with me. Uh, She's cut back on her traveling. So sometimes I go by myself. I mentioned I'll be in Germany, October 30th and 31st. We are starting uh, to do things in person more now that things are starting to open up. You know, I just did uh, a week in uh, Mexico and San Antonio. Uh, We'll be going to Sedona in the fall, Asheville, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I'm going to uh, Spain uh next year florida uh you know different things are starting to uh open up and uh i think by the end of the year if you look at my schedule you'll see a lot more because everything is in uh development right now everybody's getting excited now because things are starting to open up again and people want to do live workshops but i think that i'll always be doing things online uh also so we'll be doing both but uh, it's exciting to be able to get out there and meet people because uh, there's nothing about that uh, feedback that you get from people in person. And uh, the question and answer sessions. Uh, I don't just give a lecture all day. I like to interact you know, with the people. And in fact, that's my favorite part is the question and answer uh, things because it kind of like triggers something in my experience and uh, it comes to the surface and, and it's fun. mm
0: mm-hmm. So, I, I will put under the um, podcast uh, your link where, where we can find you and um, the schedule and look up where we can meet. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I'll send you uh, a link right to the appearances page. Okay. Okay. And uh, again, Gary, it was wonderful after I think it was 10 years uh, when we met in, in Munich to do the DVD was 10 or 12 years, amazing time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I feel now the the new time, the, the here time we are in, it's a new quality.
1: Well, I think so, yeah. Uh, okay. you know, even though uh, the world looks just as crazy as it always did, I think that there is progress being made. There is progress, there is, yes. There is spiritual progress being made. It doesn't make the news. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna see it on the TV, but It is happening and I think that is a positive
0: development. It is happening, so wonderful. Gary, I thank you from my heart and uh, hope we will meet again once, not in 10 years, but earlier. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you.